0: hello everybody and welcome to episode number 223 of the stacy west podcast i am ben and i'm joined by gaz how are you mate are you well it's unusual isn't it this me and you doing a podcast together yeah, we said that the last time we did it about three weeks ago. Well, I think we've only done
2: about two since Morecambe or something like that. No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, busy, busy at the minute. I'm
0: loving the British
2: summertime. The grass is growing and it can't get cut. And yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm getting yeah,
0: there. Very much the same at the minute. Our grass is uh, it's probably about up to my knees if I go out there. At the minute, you can't cut it as well because it's far too wet. So yeah, that's,
2: yeah, and not that I've cut our grass uh since i had my back operation in 2018 i don't think i've had the lawnmower out it's all fee um so yeah and uh,
0: there we go are you going on saturday are you going to the friendly on saturday i'm not no we we did we did think about it um but i think we've we've got too much to get on with uh in, in the house at the minute so we need to basically set some time aside um i imagine you're you're much the same building lego are you no i'm not building lego gary what are you doing? Just tidying and sorting stuff out. Why is your
2: house so untidy? It takes a whole day to tidy. Have
0: you met me and have you met Rach? Oh,
2: yeah. Well, I'm not saying Rach is untidy. I don't know that. I either. am. How can me. you be tidy? You've got a little organizer behind you with pots and things.
0: Yeah, that's, just for, that's just for some stuff. That's for like my 3D printing stuff. Like, I need to know where all oh, that man. is because if I need to make something and send it out, then I can do. Uh, I don't know whether I'm going on Saturday or not. I'm not really interested in pre season friendlies. I really
2: enjoyed boston yeah um but it was a day out more than anything so i'm not sure as yet i do have to go to timpson's for those who are listening because they messed up my car keys oh i needed an, i needed a new car key in bath i've basically been using two car keys for the last six months because um my my pr- button press broke so i bought a new key and i could do the button press but i couldn't get the blade in that so i've had a blade in one key and the and the button in another key and it's my right. a ball ache. And in Bath, I thought, I'll nip into Timson's, get it done. 50 quid, by the way, to get a new car key with the blade cut. And in the hotel room, leaving Bath last weekend, handful of receipts, I went, well, I'll not need those again. Put them in the bin. Literally, we stopped halfway home at the services and the key stopped working.
0: Jesus. So Always keep your receipts. Yeah. Thought, well, yeah being but... self-employed, I thought you'd have known how to keep them.
2: I'm not self-employed. Well, you you used to be. Well, yeah, but I'm not now, am I? I mean, I used to be at school, but it doesn't mean I've kept all my textbooks to learn
0: French, man. No, but, you know, you should should get in the habit.
2: When I was self-employed, I struggled with receipts. I basically (laughs) had a drawer that was just receipts. And the fact, let's just put it this
0: way, it was a good job I was never audited. Otherwise, it would have been (laughs) hard. Was it like, um, have you seen black books? No. Uh Chris has. I know Chris will listen to this. And he'll, well, he'll you're not talking, talking to about. Chris, are you? No, I know, you're but he'll realise do Don't stop
2: making references that I don't understand with, with your little Stacey West clique when I'm not here. Oh, what, like when you went, never do? When you went off and recorded without me and all that, and now you're going on about your black books. I'm not oh,
0: interested. When we, when we said in the chat, like, 24 hours beforehand, are we available tomorrow? And you just said, oh, they never told me.
2: I oh, know, because I didn't reply to it, and you all just went off and did it anyway.
0: Yeah, well, you know.
2: I mean, I'm not bitter about it. I'm not bitter about it or anything, so I'm really looking forward to pulling apart your choices on this pod. Why don't you tell the listeners what we're going to be talking about?
0: So, yeah, we've, we've, um, we don't we do 1-24s because they're silly and yeah, they're nobody, nobody ever gets anywhere near you know the, the, the right level. So uh, we're going to do what we did last season, um, previewing League One, choosing our winners, promotion candidates, playoff uh, playoff candidates and our relegation favourites as well as uh, a couple of additional ones, which are the Surprise Strugglers and the Dark Horses. So um, we will... Before before we start, I'm going to give a massive
2: disclaimer here. Everything that we tell you over the next hour, essentially, is pointless. Yeah. Because... (laughs) More so than normal. Yeah, well, no, because there's a month of the transfer window left. Yep. we don't know who's going to sign who. We don't. So, so nobody's squads are finalised. Some squads are more finalised than others. Uh, so, some teams are in a better position than others, and we tend to look more favourably on them. I think. Mm. Um, but it's really a guide, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. to let people know who we think might do well, might not do well, and why. So, you know, it's. A, I think it's a decent guide. But anybody going well, we're not going to finish there because we we're, we're going to sign this, that, and the other. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, you are maybe. Yeah, we can't we can't tell the future. So, if I could tell the future, um, or at least try and teleport, I would tell those kids outside your house to shut up.
0: Yes, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. But anyway, we've got the window open. It very slightly, yeah. Because as I said before we started, it's uh, it's about a million degrees in this room.
2: Can you hear the clicking in the background as Fee feverishly works away beyond her half five deadline? I can't, though. No. So, it's... no, well, there you go. You see, that's because she isn't doing Because when I say <laughs> I'm going to do something at half five, I do it. And I don't let the kids make a noise. Anyway, come on. Did she get the. Oh, they're not my kids. It's all right. Thea is actually working. And now she's terrified about pressing her buttons in case it can be heard.
0: <laughs> she's just pulling that face at me. Right. Where are we going to start then? leaders on on Maestro. I we'll start. Get
2: the arguing
0: we'll start at the bottom so we can end on a high um let's go with the relegation candidates first and foremost uh we've got uh we've got four relegation spots as always in league one so um why don't you kick us off with with one of yours gaz
2: all right well let's 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 go with a theme from the podcast when me and chris are on and one that's not a theme from the podcast when you and i are on uh, something that we agree on okay <laughs> so we will start with the first team I'm gonna pick uh, and obviously you're going to pick as well but our Cheltenham Town um, I do you know what? it's frustrating because actually I think Cheltenham have done phenomenally well to survive the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they have had a decent side I think surviving last season despite um, everything that went on was was particularly good for them. They've lost creativity over this summer, which I'm concerned about. Obviously, Alfie May um, and Ryan Broom, I think, moving on is an issue. Um, I'm not convinced they brought Rob Street in, who I think was at Shrewsbury last season, who who didn't really um, didn't really thrill me. Obviously, he didn't, but he didn't particularly impress me. I, I think at this stage, their transfer business has been. Muted at best. I, I'm not entirely sure that they've um, that they've brought the right right players in. I just think eventually, you know, if you are treading water in League One, um, you can find yourself actually going backwards when you're not moving. And I think that they're one team that probably have the teams that have come up are all going to be in or around Cheltenham or better. I think than them. I just think it's going to be a really really tough season for them, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I'm in agreement with you on, on Cheltenham. I think the fact that you know they, like I say, they have done very well um, to stay in the division for the past few seasons, but losing Alfie May is is just well, you know, it's a massive loss for them. Um, and I, I think they're probably going to struggle um, for a replacement on on you know their size of budget. Uh, you know, I'm assuming that their budget's not exactly the biggest in the division, so I, th- I think they're going to struggle to replace him um, with somebody that brings in. As, as many chances and goals as he did. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, um, I think Cheltenham are really going to struggle this season and uh, and probably, probably drop. I think there will be some of their fans that will disagree, by the way, with
2: that, and I can understand that. They only actually lost two out of their last 13 games, and that included a 3-0 win away at Wickham. Um, 3-0 win at Peter or 3-1 win at Exeter. Wade Elliott, I don't think, is a, is a bad manager. Even after Valentine's Day, I think they only lost five in, in the league. So, yeah, you know, it, it's the loss of, of May and Broom, and replacing those goals, I think, that's the mm-hmm. issue and replacing the threat. And let's not forget they came... One of the games they lost, by the way, was, was at Central Bank 2-0. They didn't particularly impress me in that that either. So, yeah. Um, some people might have them as, as as dark horses, but I think you and I, in rare
0: agreement, have Charlton go down. Indeed, and also um, it's not just you and I in uh, in agreement. Um, everybody from the Stacey West team had them uh, in their bottom four. Um, Chris and Charlie also had them uh, down to be relegated. Um, like we say, not not a. You know, not something that we want to do or, you know, say lightly because, like I say, I, I think Wade Elliott's done a decent job. But unfortunately, yeah, we've all got them uh, in the drop zone. So next up for me um, in the drop zone, I have gone with Port Vale. Um, I think they are a side that, I don't know, they, they, they've lost a few players. Um, and obviously, you know, Tom Pet uh, has, has left the club. Um I'm just not hundred percent sure on the the people that they brought in to replace them um, It seems like they they've made an awful lot of changes um and I just wonder if that's gonna impact them and and their ability to gel as a squad quickly um It all depends on you know for me it all depends on how Port Vale starts, how the rest of the season goes. I think if they get a decent start, then you know that they'll probably survive um but yeah, it just—it it just seems like there's too many changes um, in a short space of time for them.
2: So you're hedging your bets and saying that they, they, you're tipping them to go down, but if they get a good start, they'll stay up. Oh well, yeah, it's clever language that, man. You it? it's non-committal. It's basically you're now whatever happens with Port Vale, you'll be able to say "Told you so," because if they stay up, you'll, you'll say, "Well, they got a good start."
0: Well, no, they could have a bad start That's and still bad. stay up.
2: I think Port Vale will struggle. I don't think they'll go down. Um, I do disagree a little bit on the the players that they've lost, mainly because they, I think they gave them all away the free, didn't they? I mean they released Tom Pett, yeah. for instance, and they released Sammy Robinson. They they made some signings. I think Mitch Clark's a decent signing. Um, the Alex Iacobetti, whose name is is a tough one. I seem to think he was linked with us once before from Ross County, Connor Ripley, but they're not inspiring signings. Um, I did originally have them as, as relegated. My other issue is around the management. John Schofield is a decent manager, uh, but he's I mean, a decent coach rather. Um, but I think he's Andy Crosby, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm just not convinced that I thought when Port Bale came up with the owners that they had, that there would be some sort of forward momentum. And I haven't seen that particularly. So I think they survive. Um, I don't think they go down, but I, I don't think that they're a team that you would expect to be finishing above or around Lincoln City next season. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next pick, I've gone for Exeter City. Um, first mm-hmm. of all, it's they came up last season and they went, came out of the blocks, fly, and Giovanni Brown, Sam Nombi absolutely tore us apart. They've got some some good players um, in other key positions as well, but they've lost that momentum now. It's the second season syndrome. And I think the second season is really, really hard to maintain. I think we've seen that time and again um, in in recent years. They've had to uh, make significant sign-ins. They've they've lost the likes of Archie Collins. They've lost the likes of Jack Sparks, who was was linked with us. Giovanni Brown, who obviously got himself into a little bit of bother, um, assaulted a woman. So the only... Club that was going to sign him in this division was Bristol Rovers, who seem okay with that sort of thing. Uh, one or two of the signings that they've made, uh, there's a couple of loan signings there, but Tom Carroll's an interesting one. Obviously, he's been on the free on the free agents list for a while, linked with us by Cornell. I think every single summer because it's <laughs> a player that everybody knows. Um, I'm just going to question what sort of impact he can have. Vincent Harper from Eastleigh is an interesting one, but I, I just, I. When I say I fear for Exeter, you know I don't because I don't care whether they go down or not. Um, but I see Exeter City as a team I think that are going to going to massively struggle. If you weren't, um, if you've lost a majority of your side and you were struggling last season, and the players you brought in on paper don't look to be as good as the players that you were letting go, I think you've got issues.
0: Yeah, I can't disagree with you too much there. Um, my. Next pick for uh, relegation would be Stevenage. Um, It's it's partly a hope, partly partly a prediction. Um, You know, I never want to turn around and say that a a team with Harry Anderson in it, I think, are going to get relegated. But um, I know that they've brought in was they brought ten players in, I think, um, with a few on loan. That they they seem to have raided. Peterborough's uh, Bruce reserve list at one point as well, but yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not sold on Stevenage's credentials for this season. Um, I think you always have one team that comes up that struggles for the majority of the season, um, and I I just think you know I don't know if Steve Evans is going to be able to adapt to this season's League One in the way that he has done previously. Um, How with- does it differ? I mean, when was the last time he was in League One? I can't remember.
2: A couple yeah. of seasons ago, wasn't he, when he was with
0: Gillingham? Um, and they ended up going down? Not under Steve Evans, I don't think. I thought they did. Well, Absolutely. I know they obviously went down, but anyway. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think you're... I know you said on the Real, F, uh, Real EFL podcast that, you know, the... Um, the the league is probably not as strong as it's been, um, or it's one of the weaker league ones. Um, And I'm I'm tempted to agree with you, but I I just think with, you know, with Stevenage coming up, I I don't think, I just don't think they've got what it takes to survive in the division. Um, I think, you know, they're going to really struggle. Um, And I know uh, looking over the other ones, I think Charlie, uh, Charlie agreed with me on that one.
2: Oh, so Uh, did Stevenage go down?
0: Yeah. Wow.
2: Wow. That really surprises me. Uh, Because in my opinion, there is zero chance that Stevenage go down this season. Okay. Um, Steve Evans left Gillingham on January the 9th of the season that they were relegated and Neil Harris came in and took over. Right.
0: Um, Okay.
2: I I think it was, I I seem to remember him going when certain promises about signings, etc., um weren't entirely made it was you know he, i think he was blasting the owner in the press and stuff like yeah, that. that now you say that I, I, yeah i remember that nathan thompson peterborough league one ready quality footballer alex mcdonald arsehole um but an absolute <laughs> grafter in the middle of the park and a steve evans acolyte lewis thompson from portsmouth could sign him ben Tom. i mean he signed three thompson's ben thompson who's come from nathan and louis is, louis, yeah. top, is it tops- louis or louis Louis. Uh, ben Thompson's a top player. Dan Butler. Uh, at this level, they're, they're good players. Stevenage are going to be this year's Gillingham. And, and it's no surprise at all. They're going to go to teams. They're going to get in your face. They're going to steal draws. They're going to steal points. They're going to steal results. Steve Evans not coping at this level. Bear in mind, the year that we went through to the playoff final, Gillingham were on the cusp of the playoffs that season. And that's the season. That's mm. a, 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 a Uh, a league one that still had your rip and your Charlton's it was arguably people were saying a stronger league than last year's last year's wasn't as good as people make out just because three teams got more than 90 points that suggests that three teams were really good but everybody else they were taking points off for me if you've got a lower point spread it means that they're spread wider so it's a more competitive league um Mm -hmm. yeah I absolutely can't see Stephen is going down Harry Anderson I mean you mentioned him there I think he's um, going to miss the start of the season with an injury. I think he's just had another um, operation. Yeah. Stevenage do what Stevenage do. And I can see them being like an Accrington, like a Morecambe the first year they came up. They're just going to be difficult. No, yeah. I mean, you think you're Reading and Wigan or Reading. You've been used to playing at the Riverside for the last 10 years. And now you're going to go to whatever Stevenage call their ground now. And you've got Steve Evans there in your face. Mm. I, for me, zero chance of them going down. But, you know, feel free to clip this up i'm happy for that
0: <laughs> okay and your next one
2: um yeah so actually i'm gonna kind of uh, your theory is is in my mind is is solid in that someone who comes up struggles i kind of get that because i do think it's it's sometimes hard for teams to come up i can't think who went down last year any forest green who came up i think went down the other three were existing uh, in our division weren't they
0: yeah, MK Dons, um, Morecambe and Accrington.
2: Yeah, so they were all already in the division. So I don't think it's widespread. There are a team coming up who we who none of us are going to mention who I think might do well, so we'll talk about them in a bit. Um, it was a toss-up for me between Carlisle and Northampton for this position, mm-hmm. and I've gone for Northampton because they were the two teams that really didn't impress in, League One, in the League One promotion race in the same way as Orient and did and in the same way, in my opinion, as Stevenage did. Stevenage overcame a blip. Northampton and Carlisle sort of were pushed up a little bit. It was a little bit of a fight. Um, Carlisle lost an awful lot of players, but they made some signings, such as Dan Butterworth, who was on loan at Port Vale last season, who I think mm-hmm. which I think are going to be quite good. I look at Northampton signings, and I think they're uninspiring. in Manny Montha, who I think is yesterday's man. Um, Patrick Brough, who was at Lincoln many years ago, I think, on loan, who's gone gone there from Barrow. Um, I, I just think of all the teams that come up; they are the least equipped to um, to to uh, stay up. And I look at some of the players that they currently have, the likes of Sam Hoskins, the likes of Danny Hilton, and I just get a feeling of five years ago. And I think they're a team that have come up at the end of their life cycle, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there was the needed reinventing. We came up to League One back in 2019 at the end of our life cycle with the likes of Michael O'Connor, the likes of Johnny John though those sorts of players Tom pett that were at the getting to a point where the era was coming to an end and we had to overhaul that summer and we did we brought in Tyler Walker we brought in Jack Payne we brought in George Grant and I think we did well off the back of that I don't see that reinvention with Northampton um and I think that uh, I think that they're a team that will almost certainly struggle and I've put them as relegation
0: candidates yeah no I think uh, Charlie and Chris both agree with you on that one um so yeah, I think you're probably correct in the assumption. Um, my final one um, is one that I'll be honest; it, it's more of a hope <laughs> than, than You said
2: else. that about the two that you know
0: that I disagree with, haven't you? Yeah, because I know that I, I know that not many people will pick this team in in for a relegation fight, but I've I've gone with Fleetwood and i i just got this feeling that something's going to go pop there um obviously we've had you know they've had their off the field stuff recently and that there's a big you know, big headlines about their former owner um sorry not owner chairman as as you've been uh, corrected by many a time um but yeah I, I you know they do have some big names in that side um i don't i, I don't necessarily honestly think that they'll they'll finish where i'm saying they're gonna but well, what's the point of predicting them there ben this is a as you said, the... people as... have tuned in to listen to our predictions
2: and you're as telling you me said now... at the
0: start gary it's all pointless so baits are
2: why people listening to us <laughs> One I are people listening to us? If you're I, were you meant to be selecting four I ask teams you that every week rele- you're meant to be selecting four, three, four teams were <laughs> meant to get relegated, and you're now saying that you don't think this team are gonna get relegated. <laughs> are you saying that because you actually don't think they're gonna get relegated? Or are you saying it because you know that I've picked them in the playoffs and you're fearful I'm gonna um
0: have a pop? Well, you're gonna have a pop anyway, so there's nothing to be fearful there, is there? He's nodding for those listening. Um, yeah, look, I, I just think there's something in the back of my mind that that it's it's a feeling. I just think that something's going to go pop at Fleetwood. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, they do have a strong squad, but they are susceptible to stuff. Uh, you know, they are susceptible to, to to mistakes and to to losing games. Um, so. Yeah, you're you're looking at me as if to say <laughs> you are a hundred percent wrong, and that's fair no, enough.
2: No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. It's just the argument is they're susceptible to losing games. It's... Who who isn't? <laughs> there's, there's not a team that we've picked here that aren't susceptible to losing games. <laughs> I'm Sorry, honestly. Oh, sorry, Ben. I apologise. You're I not really sorry did. at all, are you? I am sorry because <laughs> I'm I'm not even going in hard. I'm I'm holding back. I am genuinely
0: holding back.
2: Susceptible no. to losing games. Look,
0: it's it's a prediction <laughs> podcast. It's one of those. It is. It's I always your opinion. Have, we always have one of those. I think I I think the other the other season I picked crew just because I didn't like them, and and you laughed at me for that, and they ended up going down. So yeah, anyway. Um. Yeah. So susceptible last... to losing games. I only lost three of the last eleven. There you go. Um. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, it was kind of between them and Northampton.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not just dropping that I'm one in that. Just, just
0: to see how you react anyway yeah. go on tell me why i'm wrong
2: <laughs> I'm gonna. no i'm not going to tell you where i'm wrong because i'm going to come on to fleetwood when we talk about the playoffs so i'm not <laughs> going to tell you where you're wrong i'm going to leave it for the listener to bridge that gap i'm going to go on to my next relegated team <laughs> Um, Cambridge United are the team that I have picked as my final relegation candidate. Look, they've had, we talked about um, Alfie May leaving Cheltenham, and that's one standout player leaving. Cambridge have lost Sam Smith, they've lost Joe Ironside, um, they've lost Harvey Nibs, three massive, massive players for them. They've lost Shiloh Tracy, who was in and out, but I thought was a real live wire whenever he did play. They've lost creativity. I look at the players that they've brought in Gass- uh, Gassan and Adby. Ad I think his Easy name for you is. To he's to been, say. Yeah, he's been at Burton and he's been at uh, Portsmouth. He was being at Ipswich. He was a Norwich youngster. He's a bit of a lump. Yeah, I thought he was suited to um, coming on as a sub, maybe. I assume he's come in to um, replace Ironside. I, I up uh, replace the the other guy that left up top. I can't think of his name now. Not Ironside, but I, for me, not not going to do it. Fleetwood, they've signed um Danny Andrew from Fleetwood, half decent signing. But you know what? They've been knocking on the door of relegation last season. I think they stayed up, didn't they? Courtesy of MK Dons being awful. Mm-hmm. I always think there's a fear if you're the team that survives on the last day of the season. You've got to have something special to pull yourself out of the relegation battle the next season. And normally that would be a change of manager or it would be an overhaul of the squad. At this moment in time, there hasn't been the overhaul of the squad. There's just been the degradation of the squad Um, at this moment in time. And again, I do stress that their squad looks weaker on paper than the one that finished last season. The one that finished last season deserved to go down and only didn't go down because MK Dons are so bad. They've got the same manager. They've got everything the same. Nothing's changed. Definition of madness, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. For me, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see Cambridge United cut adrift at some point by October or November, as far Green were last season. You know how there's always a couple of teams that get in the bottom two. Yeah, and they're yeah. just, You know they're going down. You know they're going down after 10 games. Mm-hmm. For me, that's
0: Cambridge. Of all the four that I've picked, they're the ones that I am most confident about being relegated this season. Oh, there we go. I mean, Chris agrees with you on that one. He he picked uh, Cambridge as his third relegation pick. Um, the other guys, uh, Chris's fourth relegation pick was Bristol Rovers and Charlie's was Shrewsbury. Um, now, just to pick up on those, yep. if that's all right. Um, Shrewsbury, I can
2: get on board with. Now, with Shrewsbury, there's been an awful lot of change there. They were very, very poor until Steve Cottrell took over. Steve Cottrell took over and he made them very strong. He made, he set up in a 3-5-2. I thought they were really good. They've lost Luke Lee. He, uh, he requested a transfer, uh, I believe, and, uh, and left. Um, they've lost Matthew Pennington. Uh, yeah, for me, again, I can see where he's coming from. They have made one or two signings, like Morgan Feeney, who's coming from Carlisle, who's obviously a big part of their um, thing. I, I think that they struggle. Bristol Rovers surprises me a little bit. I did see that on Chris's list. I think he was basing that on the fact that they're gonna lose their striker. Is it Collins? Collins, oh, Collins. Yeah. Um I I just think with Joey Barton, I think that his sides will have enough to stay up over and above some of the ones that we've mentioned. So yeah. I don't think yeah you know, they they there's were mid-table that, last season.
0: There's that intangible isn't there when you've got somebody like Joey Barton there. Uh, you've seen yeah. like the team spirit that you can pull together despite the fact he's a knob. Um, And the thing is, I actually think Giovanni Brown, although whilst he's obviously not the sort of character
2: I'd want my football club to sign, I don't think he's, I don't think he's that, a bad sign, and the son James Wilson from Plymouth as well, who who has oh. got to be. I mean, how many teams has he played yeah. in that have been
0: promoted? <laughs> been promoted, isn't he? Was he? He was
2: Ipswich. He was promoted with us. He was promoted, I think, with Ipswich. He's promoted with Plymouth. Now he's gone to Bristol Rovers. He won't be promoted with Bristol Rovers. Lou <laughs> Thomas as well. I think. I think that Bristol Rovers will be all right. I'll be interested to see if they lose um, Collins. It will be different to see how they replace yeah. him. But Marquis and Giovanni Brown up top will get a few goals. So.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's one team that I think are kind of... They've obviously got a big asterisk on them at the minute because they've got a points deduction as it stands. Um, I was hesitant to put Wigan in my, in my bottom four, but, you know, the, the news... Um, was it the news today that uh, Jack Watmore... Uh, Jack Watmore and who else was it that's left? Uh, there was another player that's gone. Another player yes um there's two that have left um you know because of payments from the previous regime i i wonder if the off the field nonsense with wigan might might drag them down into it and whether there's potential further point deductions uh, on the cards i'm I, not too sure. i don't, sure, think, the, I don't think there's are. any more point deductions i don't think that they'll be tearing up any trees but they've signed
2: some what they've done they've signed a couple, some players that i think are like johnny smith from Burton, who i really like who I think are League One ready. I just, I just think that they're getting their house in order a little bit. I think they'll be better when the season starts. So, mm-hmm. so who's
0: your dark? Who's your um, surprise strugglers? My surprise strugglers, and you're going to tear me for this one, but it's, uh, it's, it's Reading, um, and the reason I think in terms of a surprise is because I think they're going to end up doing worse than a lot of people would think they would. I think people are obviously seeing the off-field issues and thinking they're going to end up, you know mid table, potential upper, upper mid table. I think they might be flirting with, you know, the bottom four more than some people would this season. Um I don't
2: I, I don't think they're a surprise struggler at all. I think they're an out and out struggler, which is why I kind of questioned when I s when I saw from you. Um I mean they've signed a couple of decent players, Lewis Wing, Harvey Nibs. We've already talked about Sam Smith from Cambridge as well. Um, the, the lad I was chatting to yesterday from Reading was talking about Charlie Savage, four-year deal, Man United. Yeah, I thought he was average at Forest Green. And they're now under an embargo and they've lost. And just to, just to reel them off, they've lost like Tom Inn, Scott Dan, Luke Southwood, Shane Long, Liam, Moore Lucas Gale, uh, Luke Badbreed, Ethan Burnett, Josh Green. They've lost just a host of players. Mm-hmm. I think that they're just going to find themselves settling into lower mid-table. I don't. I don't think they go down unless there's points deductions and things like that on the cards. Um, I think that they're more in danger of going bankrupt and going pop than they are being relegated.
0: No, it's not, that, that's, I think that is a real worry for them, and you know, less so Wigan at this point. Um, but it, you know, two three weeks ago, it was definitely uh, alarm bells. I know we were talking in the group, weren't we, about you know double drop for Wigan? Yeah. At one point, um, I, I've picked
2: Barnsley. Um, okay. And I picked Barnsley not because I think that there will be... When I put surprise strugglers, I pick them because people expect Barnsley to be in and around the top six, having been in the playoffs last season. Um, and they're not going to be, in my opinion. And I think that they've got a really tough season ahead of them um, because uh, they have changed their manager. I'm not 100% convinced about the guy that's come in. I think he's coming from Tampa Bay Rowdies. Um they've lost Mads Anderson, who I thought was a real key player for them. They're the lad in goal. I think Harry Isted was in, in goal for him in the playoffs potentially. He I think he was on loan. I, I just I think that they have gone backwards rather than forwards. I mean there's even talk now, I think, of James Norwood potentially going to Wrexham and you know Norwood wasn't a a massive, massive player for them. But I'd i, I yeah I don't think they're going to go down that's not what this prediction is it's not but it's a surprise struggler and I think people who are tipping Barnsley to be in top six for instance um I think are probably doing so based on their performances last season and I think they are a team that have gone backwards. I said earlier if you're standing still in this division you're going backwards so if you're going backwards in this division you're going backwards really quickly um
0: so that's my fear with Barnsley. who did our other podcast Host's pick. Um, so uh, Chris went with Wickham, okay, and uh, Charlie's gone with Peterborough,
2: okay. And again, I can see certainly I can see Charlie's. Um, it'd be interesting to have a chat with Chris about Wickham. I, I would imagine it's to do with changing the manager. Will they have that same identity? and um, they've lost. Again, the likes of Lewis Wing. You know They brought Richard Keogh in, who for me is a little bit slow at the back. But when you've got Luke Lee, Harry Boys come in, Kane Vincent Young from Ipswich, Dale Taylor, who we've spoken about as a potential player that we thought might um, be good for Lincoln, I think that Wickham will be all right. But again, it could be the fact that many people will have tipped for the top six, and I'm not sure that they'll be there. So it could be that.
0: Could mm-hmm. be that. Shall we, uh, shall we look towards the top end of the table then? Oh, go on then, it's where we like to look. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start with our four candidates for the playoffs, um, and then uh, we will look at the top two. So, do the dark horses do the dark horses after the playoffs? Because there's a crossover, isn't there? Indeed, there is. So, who is your two? first? Two crossovers, yeah. Who is the first yeah. pick from you for a playoff spot, then, Gaz? This well, year? let's go. Let's
2: go with Fleetwood, shall we? Because you <laughs> I'm just going t- to go down. I take
0: my headphones out for five minutes, and uh, you picked uh, them I'm to go down based on the fact
2: that they're susceptible to losing games, unlike the other twenty three. I'm teams never going to live division. that. That quite
0: absolutely down. not. No, it's because you were staring fucking daggers at me, and I'm there. No, not. I was looking
2: I, out the window because I lost interest that.
0: in what you were saying. <laughs>
2: Fleetwood Town. Um, I despise Fleetwood Town. Yep, I do. I, I, I passionately dislike Fleetwood for all the right reasons as well. Not least um, their their chairman turning out to be a crook, but the way that they overinflate wages. I said when they made when they signed Stockley and Marriott, six grand a piece a week. You know undisclosed fees. You know, how do they afford that? There do you know what without the money they would be boston united size their ground isn't that much different to york street The oh, not york street the new place where we went the other week you know honestly they hack me right off but and it's a massive but they've got Jaden stockley and jack Marriott up front who don't fit any sort of model for us i'm not backtracking on saying i wouldn't want us to sign them i'm happy with our business but they, have, they do get goals. They've turned down a £400,000 bid for Jack Marriott. How many other teams can turn down a £400,000 bid for a striker in this division when their fleet would size? Do you know what I mean? If you're Port Vale or if you're not us, probably we, we might turn down 400000 for Ben House, but do you know, it's a big bid. They can do that. And now they've added the creativity. Ryan Broom, a player who I have always liked. He was at Plymouth, I think, for a while. He, he, he's obviously been Cheltenham. Danny Mayer, who was just torn us apart on occasion. He's getting on a little bit now, but he's come up from Plymouth as well. Another really, really good footballer. They haven't had too many um, departures. Danny Andrew, probably the only one. So consistency is something that I'm going to talk about a lot when we're talking through the playoffs. Um and they've they've remained consistent. I think Scott Brown is a decent manager. I think he's like Joey Barton, but not an asshole. Um, <laughs> I think he creates a strong team. I think that they fight. I think that they're um, a, a half decent unit. It pains me. It pains me to say that to put them in the playoffs. Um, but they are my they they're not my finishing third or fourth. But I can see them sneaking into sixth position. And they're Fair not going enough. down. Mind you, there is the problem. They are susceptible to losing games, so they might just slip away a little bit.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good
0: we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey.
2: Come on, your pick.
0: (sighs) Go fuck yourself. Um, Right, what have I got here? I uh, the first first pick for the playoffs for me is um, the surprise strugglers from Charlie. I'm going for Peterborough United. I think um, they, you know, perennial achieve well, perennial performers around that sort of level. um, I don't say. Yeah, indeed. Um, I I can't necessarily see them slipping up this season. Um, Like, yes, they have. Um, I think they've probably lost a couple, but when they bring in, you know, I I quite liked, you know, quite like looking at Arch Collins um, as a as central midfielder. I think he's come in and done. You know, I think he'll probably be all right in slotting into um, to Peterborough. Um, Yeah, I, I can't see them. I can't see them struggling, as as Charlie suggested. Um, I'm just trying to think. Have they? Who have they lost in the window? I know Jack Taylor went to Ipswich, didn't he? Um, and then, yeah. In terms of uh, other other big players for them, can't see too many. Um, Research. Gone... I mean, it's good when you do it on the hop, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Such a dick. Um, I've got all the pages open. I've just not got them, you know, I've not got a big enough monitor. I don't have my two screens up at the minute. Anyway, yeah, I, I think Peterborough are going to be there. I think, like I say, they're traditionally in and around it. Um, like I say, a couple more editions by the end of the window. And I think it's, you know, I don't think they'll struggle this season. And I think they will be pretty much there. I think similar to how you said to Fleetwood, I think that, you know, they're not going to be challenging for automatic and then dropping off. I think they're probably going to be in and around seventh um, come the end of the season. Two decent signings
2: for me in Ryan de Havilland at Barnett and Tish Manger at, from Chesterfield, although I think Tish Manger will find the pace of League One a little bit challenging. But again, I might be wrong on that. De Havilland um, was someone I'd kept my eye on at Barnett last season. They've lost Ollie Norburn, they've lost Jack Taylor, Frankie Kent's going. Joe Ward's a massive, massive loss for them. I mean, Joe Ward leaving, he was one of their, their best players by a country mile. Um, I don't see Peterborough United finishing in the top six. They were I don't think they were um, in the top six at the end of the month. I did a a thing, didn't I, where I I looked at all of the predicted models and Peterborough were never predicted to finish in the top six until the last day of the season when they got pushed in there, like a splinter being pushed out by all the teams that didn't want to finish in there. I don't rate Darren Ferguson. Do you know what? Again, I've already said this once mm. on the podcast. The definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Yeah, he's taken them up, but he's also been sacked three times, hasn't he? As well, for me, yeah. I think that Peterborough United need a fresh pair of eyes from the boardroom down. I don't
0: think all is well at boardroom level. I was going to say um, the I, one thing that the, one, the thing that I, th- I think could derail it is. Is the off the field stuff obviously there's the the issue with uh, the stadium at the minute and uh, and the Cantonese stuff around that so you know that I've, I said that my you know obviously we're potentially looking at Reading and, and Wigan and the off field stuff there I think if that's if that's going to affect them. Then- I don't know. Do not, it... not the same limit, though, with Peter, is it? I think there's. No. I
2: think it's unsettled, but it's to yes. mention the yeah, yeah, yeah. with Wigan and um, Reading would be misleading. But yeah, yeah, for me, for me, not playoffs, but I can see why you pick them. What's it's interesting. Is every pick that you have, you then argue against yourself?
0: Yeah, it's because I know that you're going to do it anyway, and I'd rather pick myself. I, yes, I was just, I was just saying, I don't think <laughs> I, I, I tend more to agree with Charlie than
2: you. But it's opinion, Ben. Stand by your opinion. Don't have an opinion, then argue yourself down. Um. So my next pick are going. I think. I think we might have crossover here. Um, I think I'm you just do. Having a look. No, we don't. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, well, I'm going to go with um, Portsmouth. Oh, and I know that you've picked them for another position. I think so. We'll. You know. Again, we'll come on to that. We're probably going to be in some agreement, to be honest. Um, a lot of people are tipping Portsmouth to be in top two this season. Mm-hmm. So actually, picking them in the playoffs is almost like. Um, saying a little bit like a surprise struggler, I think, in my in, in, yeah. in my position. Um, I thought John Messino it, did a relatively decent job last year. I'm not 100% convinced at the moment. I think he's still got a bit to prove. But what he did last year was a steadying job with somebody else's players and somebody else's squad. And yep. we've seen now that they've brought in a whole new squad. Now, I'm looking at that, and I think that there are those that look like they are interesting signings. Um, Jack Sparks, the fullback. Uh, from Exeter I think he's a good signing. I think Gavin White is an he's a great signing. Uh, Gavin White he was at Hull when we were um, when we played them when we were in the, the the playoffs. I think he's such such a good footballer, such a good player. Conor Shaughnessy is a bit of a no-nonsense defender. I think he's a former Leeds youngster Will Norris is a good signing. Um, Christian Sadie has been in at, at this level um, already knows it. It's easy then to pick Regan Paul and Anthony Scully because we know that they're no guarantee of success. They were with us when we narrowly avoided relegation under Michael Appleton, but they are decent sign-ins at this level. So they've had a big squad churn. Um, they lost the friendly this week to AFC Wimbledon and their manager basically said, well, there's teething problems. And you know, that's a little bit worrying when they've done a lot of their business early doors. But I still think that you know it's Fratton Park. It's low. You know, it's, it's intimidating place to go if you're in Northampton or a Cheltenham or an Exeter. You know, it's hard sometimes to go to Fratton Park. They can make that fortress. They travel very well, uh, and I think that that will help the, the team as well. So I can I can see them this year clinging onto the coattails
0: of sixth or fifth. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, we'll we'll talk about them again, much in the same way. Well, go on. I mean, we'll do it now because I mean, I think there's some crossover with me as well. So, yes, yeah, so, I mean, I've I've gone for for Portsmouth um, to finish in the top two, probably, possibly winning the you know possibly winning the league um, for for much of the reasons that you said in terms of the recruitment. I think you know, um, I've seen you bringing in his his players, if you like. Um, I don't think it's going to take them too long to to get to where they need to be. Um, and yeah, like you said, you know, Connor Shaughnessy coming in, Regan Poole, um, Anthony Scully, they were the, the the big names for me. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not overly familiar with Gavin White, um, but there are a few there where I just thought, you know, they are decent enough players that they brought in. And then you look at some of the other signings that they're making, they're bringing in players down from the Championship, down from, well, from, you know, from Burnley in particular, who are now Premier League. But I, I think they're going to be a very very tough outfit this season and i've got them for for you know higher up the division than than the, the playoffs um my next playoff pick um is charlton athletic and uh, again i think they've done some decent business obviously we all know uh, we all know what Tao eddens about he's he's now uh, headed over to charlton um, my page has just gone mental with adverts. Uh, they've obviously bought in Alfie May um, from Cheltenham, who we discussed. And um, I think, you know, I think they're probably going to be another difficult team to beat this season. Um, I think they—when did they finish last season? Ended up in tenth last 10th. season. So yeah, we finished just ahead of us um, on the same amount of points as us. Um, but I think they've got the, you know, they've got the resources to, to build upon that. Um, and I I genuinely think they're going to be playoff contenders this season.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%,
0: um,
2: without a doubt. There's a little bit of a question over Dean Holden, uh, because obviously he's a manager who uh, is relatively new, not massively experienced in terms of a number one himself. Um, They do always make good signings. They've been a bit of a graveyard in recent seasons for players going there and then flopping the likes of McCauley Bond, Conor McGrandall's. George Dobson has gone there and struggled. Um, But it's also the players that they already have there that Mm -hmm. I I still think are good enough to to be in the top six. And that includes George Dobson, who's at Walsall um, and Sunderland. Um, Scott Fraser, who's just a phenomenal, phenomenal footballer. Um, He tore us apart at their place. Replacing Raksaki uh, is not going to be particularly easy, but they've brought in um, some other solid signings in the likes of Terry Taylor. We've talked about Alfie May. Obviously, we talk about Tao Eden. i, I you know, I'm trying not to kind of get ex- excited about a former Lincoln player going somewhere, but we know that he's going to be good enough at this division. One mm-hmm. player that really stands out for me is Kam- Kamara, Panucci Kamara, who's come there from Ipswich. You know, he yep. was at Crawley when we were there. I think that he brings a little bit of the flair that they've lost in um, Saki. They had a good finish to last season. You know, they were struggling at one point and I think that they, they kind of went with us and c- climbed the division rather than tumbling down, whereas teams like Shef- uh, Shrewsbury and Bristol Rovers, I think tumbled a little bit towards the end of the season. So I can certainly see them being in the playoffs. I think that they've kept the n- nucleus of the nucleus of the squad, but they've kept the nucleus of the performers last season. But they've also got rid of a lot of deadwood, a lot of people that I think Holden would consider were not his type of player or not his players as well. So, um, yeah, and at some point, I, I mean, I had a debate last night with somebody. I, at some point, these clubs that people say, you know, you you are the, you are a League One club now, but Charlton, Portsmouth, these are big clubs, and it's easy to say you are where you are now, but very, very rarely. Um, they agree with me in the background. Very rarely do these <laughs> clubs stay in this level for you know significant amount of time. Bradford are an anomaly, but you look at the teams that come down, the likes of Wigan, who have already gone back up, the likes of Sheffield Wednesday the likes of Ipswich, like Sunderland. You can lunch Hart and Portsmouth in with that. And you know, those big fan, big crowds, they've got a little bit more means. If things start going awry. To to bring people in in the winter window, and I just think that both of those teams are going to benefit from having managers left over from last season who have already been able to start to build. So, I agree with you on Charlton.
0: Yay!
2: I know, unbelievable.
1: (laughs) You feel Um, dirty?
2: No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't mind (laughs) disagreeing with you. I just prefer it when you say something that I think is wrong that I can argue against. And that's the one thing that me and Chris lack like, is that we disagree on so little that the entire podcast is me listening, going, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, you know, he <laughs> never comes out with anything stupid at all. Um, <laughs> your face is just frozen there on my screen. Um, so look, my final playoff pick. And I picked them earlier. I did a, a podcast um, earlier in the summer and I picked them as a, a, a dark horse for The playoffs, and I actually think now that they are absolutely the playoffs, and it's going to cross over, I think, a little bit with you, but it's Oxford United. Mm -hmm. Um, I've picked Oxford United for several reasons. First of all, I think that now Carl Robinson is gone. I think that he was the handbrake for a while. I think that they've gone stale under Carl Robinson. Um, He's not somebody that I particularly rated as a manager. Um, and they have made some really good signings. They've signed um, Josh McCracken from MK Dons, I think it was. They've signed Jordan Thornley from Blackpool. Uh, Ruben Rodriguez is a player who I think will do well at this level. He's got a bit of spark. He's got a bit of creativity. Look, they've got one or two players as well that I particularly rate Tyler Goodrum. I think, was uh, was a decent player against us this season. I really liked the look of him. Um, and there's uh, Cameron Brannigan, who, you know, for me, has no real right to be playing uh, at this level. The one thing I don't see them having at the moment is the striker that's going to replace Matty Taylor. And the one thing they lacked when they came to Bank in January, because um, I thought they were very good, by the way, even though we beat them that day, was the striker that's going to score the goals. Um, I do wonder where they're going to come from. Ruben Rodriguez scored a lot for Knox County, but he's predominantly a provider. I think that they will solve that problem before the end of August, um, whether it's on loan or something like that. And I think that if they do, I think Oxford United are playoff candidates.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've picked them as my dark horse um, for mainly the reason that you you said about Carl Robinson. Um, I think he was the force that was holding them back a little bit. Um, And now that he's gone, I I think they can probably start to maybe get back to the Oxford that, you know, that they used to from a few years back when they had that period of success. Um, You know, you you mentioned Ruben Ruben Rodriguez coming in there. Easy for me to say. Um, And uh, yeah, that, you know, he's obviously the headline signing um, of the summer so far. So, yeah, I I had them down as my dark horses uh, for pretty much those reasons. Um, obviously you've gone into a bit more detail because you know you know more about league one than I do in general okay just just putting that out there for you you know be a bit nice um so my my uh, final playoff spots uh goes to us to Lincoln City um i think this is going to be um, not it's obviously being optimistic i don't think i'm being unread uh, you know i don't think i'm being unreasonable Uh, with my prediction of of being in there. And I think it's going to be one where we are, you know, sort of similar to what I said about Peterborough in and around sixth, seventh, eighth all season and uh, squeaking in there at the end. Um, I think honestly, what, about two months before the end of the season or probably a little bit sooner than that. I would think it was on a podcast with Chris where I said, if we're, you know, maybe two or three signings away from potentially making a playoff push, push next season, and I think we've had those two or three signings. Um, the fact that we've now bought in five, we've brought in a permanent goalkeeper who looks quite impressive. Ali Smith has looked really good in pre-season. Um, again, you know, um, put the uh, the asterisk on that that, yes, it is pre-season, but he's, he's looking like a decent signing. Um, I think there's a lot of people that are going to underestimate Lincoln this season. Um, and I think that's being shown in some of the predictions that are being put out at the moment. I've seen some that you know, they'll finish in 16th, they'll finish, you know, bottom half of the table. I don't think we will do it. And I genuinely believe that if we can perform to the levels that I know that this team are going to be capable of, we'll end up in the top six. Um, I think, you know, the likes of Danny Mandroyu, uh, he he's looked so sharp in pre-season as well. It's something that we've spoken about um, in our group chat. And I think, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of people wondering where we came from, I think, at the end of the season.
2: That's odd. Why? How have we got to you saying that's your last pick?
0: I thought we've gone... gone. That was my fourth, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. That was my third. That was my third. Bloody hell. That was my third. Go on, then. So, if you, um, you, 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 I mean, There's I... some crossover there.
2: Yeah, I've gone over all of mine, so I don't know how we've lost pace there. Um, But yeah, I I agree that I think we will do well. I've actually picked us as the dark horses because people don't expect us to get into the playoffs. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't think quite that we've got enough to break into the top six right now. Um, but I think that we will be absolutely knocking on the door of the the top eight for most of the season. I would really like us to see that. We've got no loan signings at the moment. We talk about consistency, mm-hmm. talking about a manager who's a year for, or a head coach a year down the line. He's had you know six, eight, 12, 12 months going on now with Danny Butterfield, eight, nine months rather. Um, we've got the spine of the team has remained very much the same. So I can see us being a dark horse. I don't quite think that we've got enough to to knock on the door for the top eight. I just think it might, the top six, I think it might be a step too far. When you look at the other teams we're talking about, the Charlton's and the um, the Portsmouths who have, have obviously been able to recruit heavily um, and a couple of teams that we'll talk about. There's two teams we've still got to talk about, my top two and one from the playoffs and one from your um, automatic promotion. Um so I think that uh, it would be a big ask. But, you know, no doubt sort of next week before the big kickoff, we'll do a, a kind of a summing up and a, a talk about the season. So I'm not going to go too deeply into why I think that. Um, mm-hmm. And if I had to pick another dark horse, it would have been in Orient because I think actually Orient have made some strong signings in... I mean, obviously, we talk about Max Sanders, but Ethan Galbraith's a good signing for them. Um, Solbrin and Goals good signing. Joe Piggott up top is a really good signing. They've signed the big lump from Crew as well, aren't they, Aggie? Um, and I think when you're in London and it gets close yeah. to the end of August, you can make
0: big loan signings as well. Yeah. So keep an eye on Leyton Orient, but I think we'll still finish above them as well. Absolutely, yeah. And I think Orient, are the, you always have one team from League Two that, that tends to outperform everybody else, don't they? Quite quickly. Um, I think Orient are going to be that side this season. Yeah, well. I do. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so my final playoff team are Derby County. Um, I just think they're doing pretty much everything right at the moment. Um, you know, I mean, Paul Warren as a manager, I I I really like him, um, and I think that you know, they're looking at um, they're going to be gutted that they uh, you know that they missed out as late as they did on the playoffs last season, and I don't think they're gonna they're gonna want you know make the same mistake again I mean obviously they brought in Connor Washington uh they brought in Kane Wilson um I think it's yeah th- they are gonna be in the top three whether that is the case of you know that they, they go they win the league they go up or they fall into the playoffs on the final day this on the fence again Ben no, they're gonna be in the top three you know they're, they're gonna be in and around. picking them for the playoffs so you're picking them for oh, yeah third yeah to I'm stick? picking them I'm picking them in the playoffs. I think okay. they're going to finish... All right, sod it. I think they'll finish third. How's that? Right, there we go. Brilliant. That's good. So why don't you think they'll make the top two? Um, because I think my top two picks are better. <laughs> good. That's fair enough. Fair
2: enough. Um, I think Derby County are going to win the league. Okay. I think that they're going to win the league. Um, you mentioned Paul Warren at the top of the conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely good manager um, who knows what it takes to get promoted out of this division. I think every campaign he's been in this division with Rotherham he's gotten promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, he builds good sides. He builds strong sides. He builds um, tough teams. He's obviously got a backroom staff that he trusts and he knows from Rotherham. Uh, the signings have been outstanding. I mean, you picked a couple out. The standout two for me are Joe Ward and, and Sonny Bradley. I mean, Sonny Bradley's just been promoted to the Premier League with Luton Town. Joe Ward has turned down. He's left Peterborough United, I think he was the only one that was offered a new deal rather than being put on the transfer list, wasn't he? And then they've come mm-hmm. in and, and, and purchased him. Um, Curtis Nelson at this level, solid, solid player. And defensively, I think that was one issue that Derby had last year was it was an age in defence. They were susceptible to losing games. But um, they've managed to get over that now. Callum Elder at this level as well. Just for me, um, Derby have got all of the ingredients. And they've kept a majority of what was good from last season, okay, they lost McGoldrick and everyone will go, oh, they lost McGoldrick. Yeah, but they've kept Mendes Lang, they've kept Conor Hurrahan, they've kept James Collins, who I think should do better this season. I think the limelight was taken off in a bit from David McGoldrick. For me, if Derby County don't finish in the top two, I will be gobsmacked. And I think it was the same thing that we said about Ipswich last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel that they are... I think that the top two this season will actually be some way ahead of the rest of the pack. I don't think there'll be that ambiguity. You know, like this season, it was the top three that yeah. ran away with it. I think it's the top two this year. I really do, because I think there's reasons all the others might not. But the two that I picked, one of them being Derby, I don't see any reasons why they won't yeah. be running away with it.
0: No, fair enough. I mean, uh, Charlie, uh, in his predictions, has got, in the playoffs, Barnsley, Portsmouth, Derby. Um, and then he said, an unexpected team. I want to say Lincoln, but I don't want to be biased. So but he didn't say anyone else, so he sat no, on the fence. He, he said, an unexpected team. Okay. Um, well, that would be um, Barrow, wouldn't it? Because they're not <laughs> even in the division. Yeah, I was going to say, that would be unexpected. <laughs> um, Chris has gone with Bolton, Blackpool, Charlton and Lincoln. Bob so,
2: Blackpool are an interesting shout.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not sure about Blackpool this season. I really don't sure know where to Blackpool put them. Really don't I think know where be, to put them. I think they'll be top ten outside the top six. Yeah.
2: I think fair. they'll be that team. The the problem that you've got there, they've signed they've lost Jerry Yates, who I think is a big loss. And they've signed Kyle Joseph, who could be sensational, but if he's not, they might struggle for goals. Um, Ollie Norburn, Albie Morgan, Matthew Pennington Decent signings at this level Outstanding signings, not so sure Decent signings Losing Rhys James, Jordan Thornelli Curtis Nelson could uh, be interesting The one thing I'd say is Blackpool have had to have a big clear out of players mm. They were initially in my playoffs Initially I mean, Neil Critchley is a good manager at this level mm. um, But they relied The year that they went up I seem to remember that they relied One on signing Alice Sims on loan in the January and they really kicked on from there. We beat them at their place 3 2. I thought that Crixley had a dodgy start, and if I remember correctly as well, they had somebody come in as a director of football, it might have been Colin Calderwood, which at, at that point they kind of kicked on. I think that, um, Crixley's got Garrity there, I might be wrong, um, as his, as his
0: assistant. Uh, it- that's Good question. I'm not sure.
2: I might be wrong about that. But then there was even talk about Critchley going over to Saudi Arabia with Steven Gerrard a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it hasn't happened. So, yeah, I'm not not convinced. Of all the teams that have come up, I think Blackpool are the ones that are most likely to challenge for the playoffs. But for the first time in a long while, the teams that have come down, I don't expect any of them to be challenging for the top three at all.
0: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, Can't see... Uh, Garity on the coach and staff um, in the list. So, um, unless the site I'm using is off, which is more than possible. Is it Wikipedia? Um, no, it's not Wikipedia, Gary. It's actually normally very good
2: for staff, Wikipedia.
0: Hmm. Um So, we're going to move into the top two. I've already gone with my one of mine being Portsmouth. Um, uh? I've already gone with Derby, so we've only got one other team to pick. Indeed. Um, and I believe Which it's the not? same team. Yeah. Spot and Wanderers, isn't it, Gary? Yes. Tell me about them, then. Um, well, they're based in Bolton. <laughs> no, um, I think the fact that Bolton did all right again last season, um, you know, Ian Everett is one of those managers that I I kind of, you know, I kind of respect him for what he's done. Um I think bringing in players, we didn't see the best of Dan and uh, Dan Lundlew. Um, I wonder if that's going to be his club. I know they had him on loan last season, and they brought him in permanently um, as a, you know, as a, as a signing this season. Um, so he's obviously impressed them there um, and done something. Um, Carlos Mendez coming in again after, you know, similar to um, I can't remember who it was now, but you said he'd gone up with Luton, and then all of a sudden he's, he's taking the drop to uh to come to Bolton. Um yeah, I, I like the look of Bolton this season. Um I don't necessarily think that you know we're gonna be seeing too much outside of the top two for them this this year. Um yeah you've got when you say you've got the likes of um keeping that nucleus you said before about another another one of your picks they've done more or less the same thing they've brought in areas you know players to strengthen areas um you know Carl dempsey's still in midfield you've got looking at their their squad list you've got an abundance of center forwards um i think there's one two three four five six seven eight you've got eight strikers or eight center forwards on the books um so they've got a deep squad that i think they're going to be looking at a lot of um yeah, they're gonna be looking at a lot of the league this season and rubbing their hands a little bit. I think they are gonna be a strong team and very difficult to beat. They are gonna be a strong team.
2: just for the record, Mendez Gomez did go up as a Luton player, but he spent all season on loan at Fleetwood, whereas Sonny Bradley did, did turn out yeah, whereas Sonny Bradley did turn nineteen turn out nineteen times for Lydia. Luton in the championship. Um I see how hacked off you are at that because 'cause you've done a little I'm bit of research. Off. It's just like when you picked Kyle Wharton and didn't realise he'd played for Lincoln. Um, Previously. uh, Bolton, the exact words I've got written on here, and pardon my language, are right blend of shithouse and skill um because i Mm -hmm. think they know the dark arts i think if they need to be strong if they need to bully if they need to harass they can do that i think if they need to attack i think they've got some really good players you make a point about their strikers as dan and lunderloo i think he's a good player i said it at lincoln yep tashan oakley i don't see tashan oakley doing and going on and doing anything after his loan spell at lincoln dan and lunderloo when he left lincoln and knew he was Mm -hmm. going to go somewhere because he's Physically, he had the right attributes. He was just the right... He was the wrong player in the wrong team. The, yeah, or the right, didn't fit the system, I mean. did he? And they've got Bad Varson, They've got Adebayo. They've got Dion Charles. They've got an embarrassment of riches up top. I think Mendes Gomez will bring some creativity. they signed Dakris Cogley from Tranmere, who we were linked with. I know that anybody who watched League 2 football last season said he was arguably one of the best players in the basement division. He's gone there. They're a big club. Um, and it's the same that I was talking about Charlton and Portsmouth. These clubs eventually they do rise because you know, when they get the right person in charge, and that's what Bradford haven't had for a while, when they get the right person in charge, they're a championship-sized club, if not bigger. I don't like Ian Everett. I think he's a good manager. Um, I think that they have got the continuity. It's like there was themselves and Barnsley, I think, in the playoffs, wasn't there? And was it Barnsley went through to the final? And if I remember correctly, Sheffield Wednesday beat Barnsley. But I think you know, yeah. Barnsley have taken the... Yeah, they've lost their manager, they've lost this, they've lost that. They've kind of tumbled away, whereas actually Bolton haven't. And it's that consistency. And it's the same thing with Paul Warren. You know, he's kept consistency in terms of um, some of the players like Mendes Lang and Hurahan. And I think with Bolton, they've kept consistency um, with some of the players that they've they've kept on from last season as well, which is a majority of their squad. I, I just think, Joe, you know, I, I, I genuinely, genuinely think that Derby and Bolton will be six, seven points clear of their nearest rivals at the end of the season. I really do. I think it's the toughest game that we could have got as an opener for Lincoln. Um but I also think it's the best time to play them because uh first game always throws up some some strange results. Their squad's not quite quite there yet. I think they'll sign some some more players in on loan. Um, they're a team that you know up in the northeast or northwest rather of the country you've got probably an easier pick getting players to come to you. The stadium's right off the motorway. Do you know what I mean? You can live an hour away and that can be 100 miles. You live an hour away from Lincoln and it's 32 miles down the road. So I think there's a real difference there as well. So I agree with you. I think Bolton Wanderers finished second. I think Derby win the title. Um, But I I agree with the fact that I think that they will do
0: particularly well. Cool. And um, Chris also agrees, although he has Bolton in the playoffs, um, he says promoted our Derby and Portsmouth, closely chased by Bolton. Um, and Charlie has Bolton down to win the league, and promoted a Blackpool.
2: Very few,
0: uh, I think, last season we
2: all said it's and Sheffield Wednesday. But I seem to think you know, when 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 there's a universal belief that a team will finish in the top three, a universal belief, not three people saying MK Dons and two saying they'll be out of it, which. Like with Bolton, everybody's saying they'll finish up there. It's expected they'll finish up there. I'll be absolutely gobsmacked if Derby, Bolton and Portsmouth, if if any of those three are not in the top six, I'll be surprised. And they are the three that you think on paper look likely to, to go on and do it. I think it's just with Portsmouth, they're the ones that have got the most question marks. I think there's so few question marks over Paul Warren, over Derby County as a club. There's so few question marks over Ian Everett, over what Bolton did last season. There's so few negatives to look at those two clubs, this is I'm kind of backing up why I've gone with them both automatic. There's so few negatives. Mm. You can't look at them and go, "Well, they've lost this player." Because you look at the players, Bolton, they've lost Lloyd Iscroft, Joel Dixon, Kieran Lee, Eli- Elias Kuchon, Graham J. Williams. Sure, no, oh. you know, it's, that, it's that bit that Alan Partridge where he goes, "This is such and such is, whatever." I, you know, oh, well, we've lost those, have we? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I genuinely think that it is a it is there will be like this, last season there'll be mini leagues. I think yep. one of them will be in the top two, and then I think the next one will be third down to about tenth. And, and the fact that you know the likes of Blackpool, um, the likes of okay, Oxford, Charlton, um, Peterborough, you know, us maybe, I think will be pretty much of a muchness. Those two, mm-hmm. I think, will stand right out.
0: Cool. But uh, yeah, there we go. That is our our predictions podcast uh, in the books for 23-24, but let's not forget that all teams are susceptible to losing games. So... It's, it's, do you know what? Not all teams, just Fleetwood. Fleetwood are
2: susceptible to losing games. That's why they might be relegated, whereas other teams who are likely to struggle are susceptible to winning games. I know it's a habit to get into, isn't it? Um, I, 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 do you know pack. what I wish? I wish I had the foresight every week that you said something mildly to ridiculously stupid I made a note of it and then i could make this whole podcast just of you saying silly things but yeah but that's
0: that's that's actually bullying
2: no it's not actually bullying (laughs) it's not actually bullying at all if i want if i was a bully i'm not even gonna say what i'd do
0: Ifs doing a lot of heavy lifting there, Gaz.
2: If I'm not a bully, I'm not a bully at all. You did you come on the podcast? If you didn't, if you didn't kind of come on a, a, a League One podcast and say things like, you know, I'm not that great at League
0: One. If you didn't do
2: that, there wouldn't be. I don't come on a League One comment.
0: podcast. I come on a Lincoln City podcast. What division are we in? We're in League One, but that doesn't mean it's a League uh, One podcast. No, it doesn't. You're right.
2: So next year, do you want me to get somebody to knows what they're talking about to do the predictions? I think Cornell
0: might be free. That's low, you son of a bitch.
2: Well, you're, you say if you, if you, I genuinely if you think about it. If you, if you, you, you don't come on a League One podcast, and we've talked, we've done an hour and nine minutes, and talked about Lincoln for about six of them. So actually, for somebody, if if you are confessing not to know anything about League One, which it sounded like you were a minute ago, you've not done bad.
0: Not saying nothing. Very little then. Not as much as you.
2: Okay. Fair enough. Because <laughs> you kind of turned it around to be nice to me, so I can't, um, I can't, yeah, I, I can't say any
0: more than that. <laughs> no, look, it's it, it's always interesting to do these, and like we said at the start, there's going to be changes um, to this in the run up as the transfer window comes to a close. So, yeah, let us know how uh, you know on on the socials about your uh, your opinions. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I rarely check mine anymore at this point, but we'll. I'm sure it's I'll, I'll read it some point. You what? It's for the best. <laughs> See, bully, bullying. That's
2: not bullying. Social media is a cesspit. That's not bullying. It's not bullying at all. <laughs> right, I've got to go. My dinner will be ready in a minute, and uh, we we I've got a margarita pizza and a load of fresh meats to put on top of it to basically make it even more unhealthy than it already is.
0: Oh, I've got carbonara tonight. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, we never have carbonara. And that, like, spaghetti and a cheese sauce. Yep, pretty much. I don't. Do I find something fundamentally wrong with cheese sauce? I don't know why. I'm not going to go at you. It's not bullying. I'm just saying fundamentally (laughs) cheese should not be a sauce. And people might say, well, what about tomato sauce? Well, no. That's fine. That's not cheese. a cheese. <laughs> no, no, exactly. No, but it's it's a product that I think shouldn't be a sauce. So, like, cheese mm. shouldn't be a sauce because cheese is cheese, whereas a tomato sauce is a flavour. But cheese is so many flavours. You don't have a million flavours of tomatoes. You have one flavour, so you can have tomato sauce. You can have banana split. But cheese, there's so many different cheeses. It's just, I don't know. It's like when people go, oh, can I have a curry sauce? What the, what the fuck does yeah. that mean?
0: I find cheese sauce offensive. <laughs> A banana is nice though. you should basically get a whole Don't pack I? of bacon and throw it in.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I I basically just eat a whole pack of ba- pack of bacon, but I throw it in bread. Oh, yeah, that's very... With Brown sauce. Yeah. Do you know what I did for dinner today? I did. Um, so I, I'm off bread at the minute. So we had a we're having wraps. And I just did scrambled egg. I cut a sausage in half, and I had and I put some bacon in it and some uh, red sauce, low fat red sauce, tomato sauce, not red sauce, not cheese sauce either. And I had that for dinner with a with a snack Jack and a banana
0: there you go yeah that's the uh the old the the breakfast taco i knew one desperately
2: yeah but we don't put uh hash browns in because they're quite bad and also i did run 5k because i run and i did that last night so oh um,
0: you'd almost got through a whole podcast without mentioning it gary i know i know one day
2: one day one day i'll get through a podcast without mentioning it and i'll just let everything silly
0: you say slide yeah that'll never happen
2: no, one day it will. One day it will. I'll, I'll turn up disinterested or something. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> right, shall we go? Because we've just been rambling now and there'll be people sitting in their car going, are they going to talk any more football? Or are no, we're not. Football?
0: One of the two. But, Yeah, we'll be back next week looking ahead to the big kickoff away at Bolton. Um, are, you, are you going?
2: I'm not at the moment, but if I can get a lift, I am. I. Do I, I, you know what? I actually object to the 26 or 27 28 pound. quid yeah i think that that is absolutely disgraceful and whilst yep. it's a good stadium um i would have gone had it not been that and it's silly because if it was 22 quid i would have gone yeah that'd be fine and yet i'd happily go somewhere that's 22 quid and pay six pound for a pint well not happily and you'll go do you know what i mean so yep. it's silly isn't it it's like when you go around the supermarket and somebody want to buy four pound and it was three pound last week and you go well i'm not going to buy it now because it seems like a lot but then you'll happily chuck. You know, two pound fifty on a lottery ticket that you throw away later on. But no I just think twenty eight pounds dangerous. Yeah it is. Right, shall we go? Yes. Bye. Oh, Up, the Up the in
1: <laughs> shit out. So
2: 90th minute and all your mates are around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect.
1: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with
2: Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.